Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you We bless you. We bless you. Okay. Those of you who are here and are clapping, can you can you clap properly? Let's celebrate him. Hallelujah. And wherever you are joining us, go on, celebrate him. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We're going to bring to an end uh, the, the, the prayer points that we were taking from Joseph's life. Um, for most of our session today. Hallelujah. I'm not sure if you've ever been at a place where you have been accused wrongly, um, where someone has said something about you that is so, is just not correct. Your reputation has been smeared. You've been wounded in your heart. And this might not be everybody. But I'm sure there are some people here and some people on the platform who understand what that means. Well, Joseph understood what that meant. All he was trying to do was do right. Do right by God and do right by man. And simply because Potiphar's wife couldn't get what she wanted with him, she set him up. And maybe somebody has been set up and then accused him wrongly. And so it was when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside, Genesis 39 verse 13, that she called to the men of her house and spoke to them saying, See, he has brought in to us a Hebrew to mock us. He came in to me to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. And it happened when he heard that I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment with me and fled and went outside. So she kept his garment with her until his master came home. Then she spoke to him with words like these saying, The Hebrew servant whom you brought to us came in to me to mock me. So it happened as I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment with me and fled outside. So it was when his master heard these words, which his wife spoke to him, saying, Your servant did to me after this manner, that his anger was aroused. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in prison. Amen. And why was he in prison? Because he just wanted to do right. But Potiphar's wife conspired. She lied to the men. She lied to her master. She falsely accused him. Her husband believed and took Joseph and cast him not into a, a regular prison, but into the king's prison 
Now, what was the difference between the regular prison and the king's prison? It's important you understand the difference. The king's prison had no records. The regular prison, they kept records of who went in and what time you went in. With the king's prison, there were no records. You were cast in there and you could only come out if the king remembered that you were in there or maybe somebody who had access to him remembered. But it's important to note what the next verse says. And he was in, there in the prison, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. We just want to pray. And this might not be you personally. I don't, believe, I don't necessarily think this is everybody. But this prayer point is laid on my heart for whoever it is. That God will vindicate you. That you will not have to fight that battle yourself. But God himself will fight on your behalf. And he will vindicate you. I pray you can connect with this prayer. And just genuinely cry out for vindication. Because I sense that your season to be vindicated has arrived. The psalmist says in Psalms 35 verses 23 and 24, Stir up yourself and awake to my vindication, to my cause, my God and my Lord. Vindicate me, O Lord, my God, according to your righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. I declare in the name of Jesus, that no one will rejoice over you. Psalms 43 verse 1, as we pray, the psalmist says, Vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. Father, we just come before you, O God. We believe, O God, that your word is settled. The word, Father, is not a logos for us tonight. It's a, it's a rema, O oh God. Your spirit has put his breath upon it. And we know, Heavenly Father, that you desire that we should come to that place of prayer to cry out for our vindication. Like the psalmist, we lift our voices and we say, O oh God of mercy, you know everything. You know how we arrived here. You saw when the plans were being made. You saw those, O oh God, who for their own gain, O oh God, for, for their own purposes, Father, schemed against your children. Father, we are saying tonight, God in heaven, the creator of the ends of the earth, vindicate your son, vindicate your daughter. We are saying, Heavenly Father, the time, O oh God, to vindicate them has arrived. We're asking, O oh God, that you will not just vindicate them, but Father, like Joseph, O oh God, Father, you will use what was planned against them to promote them to where they should be, Heavenly Father. O oh God of mercy, we cry out like the psalmist, vindicate, O oh God, plead the cause, O oh God, of your children against an ungodly people, O oh God. Father, we say, Heavenly Father, Deliver your children from the unjust man and the unjust woman, the deceitful man and the deceitful woman. Heavenly Father, O oh God, you're not a respecter of persons, O oh God. You did it for Joseph, O oh God. Surely you can do it for your children. Father, vindicate your daughter. Vindicate your daughter. 
This is her season of vindication. Vindicate your son, O God. Malebro sondula yekestele brazinga lalaste. Melebro dosinge lebro kuna nikante lebrezi kadeste. O God of mercy, Father, move on her behalf, O God. For your name's sake, move on her behalf. Father, she has, she has declared you as her Savior. Father, let them not mock her, O God. And say, Father, where is your God? Let them not mock him and say, where is your God? Father, move, O God. Father, out of mercy and compassion, move, O God, on their behalf. We ask, O God, not because any of us deserves it, but, Father, because you are a merciful God, a compassionate God, we thank you and we bless you, O God. We give you praise and we give you glory, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. When, when Joseph was thrown into the king's jail, he encountered two of the king's servants, the chief baker and the chief butler. They had dreams, and they shared the dreams with Joseph. And because he had this gift of interpreting dreams, he interpreted their dreams. And it happened exactly as he said. He told the chief baker, the interpretation of your dream is that Pharaoh is going to have your head. He's going to kill you. But he said to the chief butler, the interpretation of your dream is that you're going to be restored to your position as chief butler. Now to you and I, that might sound like it's not a very high position, but trust me, the chief butler of Pharaoh was as high as you got. And then he says to the chief butler, when you get out there, Please remember me. But the Bible says in Genesis, the 40th chapter, verse 23, yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. And when I read that scripture, <laughs> I was glad that we are not depending on a man or a woman because even the best of men and the best of women at some point will show us their mortality they might forget but I just want you to thank your father in heaven for like the psalmist says in Psalms 27 verse 10 when my father and my mother forsake me then the Lord himself will take care of me. Can a woman forget her nursing child? The prophet Isaiah asks. Isaiah 49 verses 15 and 16. And not have compassion on the son of her womb. It's a question he asks. And he goes on to answer that they may forget. Not because they are bad, but sometimes circumstances happen that even with the deep relationship, relationship of mother and child, they can forget. But the prophet says, 
God speaking through him. God says, yet I will not forget you. God says, I will not forget you. I'm saying to you, daughter of God, it might seem like he has, but he is incapable of telling an untruth. And so he says, he has not forgotten you. Receive it tonight as a word from God, that God says, son of God, daughter of God, that he has not forgotten you. He says, see, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Just for a short while, we want to pray some other prayers. From your heart, can you thank God that he hasn't forgotten you? Go on. Just thank him that, Father, I know you haven't forgotten me. My circumstances cannot tell me that you have forgotten me. Because you have declared to me in your word that it is impossible for you as my father to forget me. And I thank you for that. I thank you because I am constantly in remembrance before you. You have inscribed my name on the palms of my hand, of your hands. And I thank you for that, oh God. Yes, Lord. I have a father. Go on, sing that. I have a father. He calls me his own. Go on, declare that. Declare that. Declare that. He'll never leave me. Go on, if you know it's true. No, no matter where I go. Go on, Talani, bring that down. We're going to start that again. You know, can I encourage you? You know, this is how we wage war. This is warfare. Because the enemy is telling you he's forgotten you. Your circumstances are saying he's forgotten you. The mountain looms before you that tells you loudly he's forgotten you. Great words are being spoken. How do you respond? You declare with greater words. So this is not just a song. It's a missile that is directed from you. It's not just telling the enemy. It's telling you. The psalmist, the psalmist said that he spoke to his soul and told his soul to rise up and praise the Lord. I pray somebody will begin to tell themselves, rise up and believe the truth from God. It is impossible for my father to forget me. And this song, as you begin to sing it, the spirits that are telling you, lined up against you, arrayed against you, the circumstances, just because there's been a delay in your eyes, but it's not a delay. It is working according to the timing of God. My God cannot forget his own. Go on. Let's declare it in song. I that's who he is to you and I. He calls me his own. He'll never leave me. No matter where I go, I'm not. 
not a statistic. I'm a child of God. He knows my name. He knows my name. Father, I have a father, he's not irresponsible. I have a father, I'm his child, he calls me his own. Satan, that's who I am. made a mistake yes Lord he knows he knows he knows my name my every thought he knows he knows my every thought he sees each day Speak to yourself. He knows, he knows, he knows, he knows. He knows. Go on, tell your circumstances. I'm not, I'm not an orphan. He knows I have a father. I have a father. He's not an absentee father. He sees. I might be crying, but he sees my tears. And I don't call in vain. One more time. Go on. Tell those circumstances. He knows my name. He knows my name. He knows my name. time now can can you do something foolish can you do something foolish you know god confounds the wise with the foolish things can you hug yourself as you just declare i have a father go on tolani let's take it from the beginning go on hug yourself hug yourself hug yourself go on be a bit foolish for god go on just hug yourself hug yourself hug yourself he calls me his own your father's arms are around you. He'll never leave me. Go on, hug yourself. Hug yourself. No matter where I go. I have a father. Go on, hug yourself. Your father wants you to feel his arms around you. I
Lord is saying to someone, your natural father failed you. He wasn't there for you. In another case, he actually turned against you. He said unkind things. He acted in an unkind way. He abused you mentally and maybe even physically saying to someone he wasn't responsible you grew up longing for a father who would be there for you there for your mother there for your siblings his words cut very deep Verbally, he assaulted you. And to someone else, he was there, but he wasn't there. Tonight, the Lord wants to bring healing to your hearts. You don't have to carry that burden the rest of your life. The God who sees the outcast. The God who saw Hagar and Ishmael, her child, crying by the well. The God from whom nothing is hidden is the God who says he's your father. And he says tonight, doesn't matter where you are in the world, if you would allow him, allow his son to be the, the healing balm on the wounds of your heart, that were caused by a father who didn't do what he should have done, who was just simply not there. This father wants to tell you he's there. He's always been there. And for someone, it's not even a natural father. It's a spiritual father or a father figure. For a young girl, the memories come back. And how your heart yearned and longed for the love of a father. Tonight, your father says, allow me to love you. Allow me to hold you close. Allow me to wipe the pain, take the pain away, wipe your tears. Allow me to be who... I have always been, but you haven't known that I have always been. 
And for the one who was abused by his spiritual father in the church, manipulated, told lies, coerced, forced, and maybe not even physically, maybe even spiritually, your father wants to correct things. I sense tonight that's what the Father wants to do. A corrective work. And for a guy out there, I know what it is for us guys. We long to hear our Father say, well done. And we might act as macho men that it doesn't matter, but there's nothing as precious to us as a father saying, well done. Tonight, your father in heaven is saying, well done to you. So if you would just allow him, the Spirit of God wants to minister wherever you are and heal wounds in hearts that have been caused by, by fathers who haven't done what they should have done. As we sing that song, as Talani sings that song, with the rest of the team, the Spirit of God will move into homes and rooms and in this place and into the hearts of people. And what a man can do, the surgery of the Lord will do it tonight if you would just allow Him. And go on, keep hugging yourself. It's just the symbol that the Lord has laid on my heart. On my heart. Some of you will feel it almost physically like someone has wrapped their arms around you. That's your, those are your father's arms. He's bringing assurance to you. And for those of you who have had fathers that have been decent, why don't you just pray for those who haven't had that privilege? Remember your friends. Remember those who you know have been hurt. And allow the Spirit of God to do the corrective work that he wants to do tonight. Go on, just hug yourself and release yourself. And kiss me when I call I have a father I have
Nala Brosi Candele Boschula Yende. Time he knows my name. Braca le bosi cande le brosi cando robosto. Oh Spirit of God, Spirit of the Living God, we thank you. ideal world, the way God planned it, in an ideal world, a child should be born into a home and the child's first the child's encounter with the love of God, first encounter should be as the child encounters the love of a father and a mother. And so when the child now goes on to encounter the love of God, it's almost like a deja vu, some feeling of deja vu. I've been here before. I've been loved in this way. But this is now at a completely different level. That was the love of a man. But when a father does not do that, he really messes things up. He messes up the psyche and the mind of the person, male or female. And so when we come to God... We can't abandon ourselves to God's love because just the mere mention of Father reminds us of where we are coming from. Our minds are scarred. So we need God to do a corrective surgery to, to wipe away what was programmed into our minds that we might see Him. And how does God do that? His Spirit comes with wisdom and revelation. And by the Spirit of God, we begin to see God as who He is. And we begin to understand that what we saw was broken, messed up, dysfunctional, and has no reflection of God. But the Spirit of God has to do it. And so I want us to pray these prayers from Ephesians, the first chapter. Verse 17, first prayer point. And you can take them home and pray them. These are prayers that Shola and I, my wife and I, pray quite regularly. If you back up to verse 15, Paul says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And what does he pray? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That's the first prayer point. That God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I'll read the Passion Translation. I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom 
and revelation, the spirit of revelation, to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. 40 days in pursuit of him, something has to happen in your knowledge of God. Will you pray for yourself and say, Heavenly Father, please give me the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation that I might know you, know you better than when I started, know you better than I have, know you as you are, irrespective of what might have happened in the past, that I will know you. Will you, will, will you lift your voice and pray that prayer? And pray it from the depths of your heart. I hunger to know you, Lord. Let that be my testimony out of this season of waiting on you, O God. They that know their God are strong and do exploits. I desire to do exploits for you, but I know it's conditional on my knowing you. And for those who are in that, in those, in that situation, admit that my experience with the natural father has hindered my knowledge of you. But I'm asking that tonight you take it away and that spirit of wisdom and revelation comes to show me what a real father is. Father, that I might know you, Heavenly Father. Maleste broncula yeke keriende brocula bosta. Ele bosinga lianda brocos tolo bojaca ca. Eribande le brasicande le broco robojaca. Ende le brondo cura yeke keriende. Buzanca le brezenke antorobo. Andorobojaca carriara basta. Father, that I might know you, God. That I might know you. Father, let that be my testimony of this time of waiting on you. That I come to know you. Oh, Spirit of the living God, reveal, reveal the Father to me. Reveal the Father in the Word as I study. Reveal the Father to me in my spirit, Heavenly Father. We ask in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, one of the things that happens when you've had any of the kinds of experiences that I've described is that it attacks, it affects the foundation of of your identity of who you are. When people have had experiences like that, it affects their confidence and their esteem. Because the person who should have told them, and both male and female, but it can seem worse with a female. The person who should tell them, you're a queen, you're the best, you're special, has told them the opposite. And so it affects their esteem. And a lot of times they are going around from relationship to relationship looking for what their father did not give them. And for a guy, the way it affects us is that you constantly are trying to prove yourself. Because the person who should pat you on the back and say, well done, what God did for Adam and Eve, for Adam, has told you that you don't measure up. So you're constantly proving yourself. You end up not being satisfied with everything because when you arrive there, that, that doesn't get you the well done. So what does God do? He comes with Christ. And in Christ, He reveals to you the hope of your calling, who you are, what He has planned for you, how He cares for you. And then he reveals the wealth of his inheritance in you. And suddenly you realize you're not what they labeled you at. You're not that failure. You're not that person that was spoken to. That person that was abused mentally or physically. You're not that person. 
you are who Christ says you are. The second prayer point. He says, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. Will you pray for that illumination? Go on. We don't have much time. Just pray, Holy Spirit, illuminate my heart and, and show me the hope of my calling. Show me that God himself is, 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 he has put so much in me, his inheritance. Show me who I am in God's eyes. Go on. Will you open your mouths and pray that prayer? Let that light flood my inner being. Let it tell me I'm not who he said I was, but I am who you say I am. Let me experience that revelation of the hope of my calling. Show me, oh God, the wealth of my father's glorious inheritance that he finds in me. Father, I ask, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Maliste, Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We bless you. And the last prayer point, verse 19. This is Paul praying. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. Use our lives, oh God. The enemy thought I was broken. The enemy thought I had been rejected. The enemy thought he had wounded me. The enemy thought he had trapped me. The enemy thought I couldn't make a difference because of what he had orchestrated. But Father, I present my life to you. The same power, the Bible says, that you released to raise Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. That same power, Lord, release it into my life. Use my life as an advertisement, Heavenly Father. Let me be able to share my testimony of where I am coming from and what you have done. Let people marvel that the person they encounter is the one who suffered in this way, the one who was wounded in this way. Will you pray that prayer even though we have come to the end? Go on. That God's power will be released into you. The same power that brought our Lord and Savior back to life will be released into your life. It will shift things. It will correct things. It will lift you up. It will heal you in your heart. It will position you as a billboard for someone who was wounded, rejected, abandoned, but who God has restored. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus. Oh God. I declare by your life that you are an advertisement for God. You're a billboard on which God is writing a story. And those around you will see the story that God is writing on your life. You don't even understand it. The heavens have destined to use you to advertise God. To advertise God's grace and God's mercy. To advertise that God is a God of re restoration. That God is a God of the second chance. God is shaping up to do something amazing in your life. Your family will look at you and they will marvel 
as to what God has done. I declare over your life that they will marvel. Those who have hurt you, they have a story that they are going to see very soon. Those who abandoned you are going to watch as God shows that he's your father. He hasn't forgotten you. He knows your name. You are inscribed on the palm of his hand. Daughter of God, I declare that this is a season for the lifting up of the daughters of God. Son of God, I declare that your father is correcting and putting in place. I declare that there's an alignment that is taking place in this season of waiting on him. I declare that God is taking from where you have been dumped and putting you where you should be. Oh, daughter of God, it's time to celebrate because God sent these prayers for you to let you know that there is a work that is going on. It's a work of restoration, a work of realignment, a work of repositioning. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We give you all the praise and all the glory. We are excited, Heavenly Father about the future excited about the next phase oh god and father like joseph we forgive them and i want someone to declare that it's been a struggle declaring it but just declare it to god i i forgive him i forgive him they sold joseph into slavery but he told them god intended it for your own salvation can i declare to you that the very people who wounded you and hurt you you are part of their salvation so forgive them because of what god is working out and if you've never verbalized it before i want you to verbalize it just forgive them just release them declare it right when you declare it there's a freedom that comes forgiving you and why are you forgiving because you see the plan because God has elevated you to see the end from where you are. And you know that in the end, like Joseph, you sit on the throne and you affect their lives. Because you're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Sweet Holy Spirit, continue the work. We end uh, one hour and we've spent a few minutes beyond the one hour but the, pro, the, the work continues the healing the revelations the freedom we thank you and we bless you in Jesus name Amen and Amen Amen God bless you